Hey there, hockey fans, and welcome back for episode three of the Orlando Solar Bears podcast. Jesse Liebman, your play-by-play broadcaster here alongside Trevor Olson and Alex Shaneborn. Guys, thanks for joining us here on this episode of the Solar Bears podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. First time, but hopefully not the last time. Uh, before we start and kind of dive into last week's games, though, uh, I, I want to clear something up uh, that was brought up in the last episode by Taylor Thompson. Uh he was alluding to some rumors, uh, and I had to address and dispel those. So, for the last time, I do not shower with a bathing suit. Originally, I thought that Colby McCauley was the one who had started that rumor, and I called him out during the taping of this podcast, and Taylor said nothing to correct it until we had already wrapped shooting and then admitted that it was him all along. So, I have to apologize here, and Colby, I am sorry. Taylor... Look out, buddy. <laughs> it's on. So, in any case, <clears throat> Solar Bears coming off of a big week uh, last week, uh, dropping an overtime decision to Norfolk on Wednesday, but then really turning it on at home over the weekend, Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, Hockey Fights Cancer Weekend, uh, and a big week for Orlando against Greenville. They came away with a, a 5-3 win on Saturday night, uh, televised on News 6. Uh, here, of course, we're taping at the News 6 studios, so a big thanks to them. And as well, Sunday afternoon, 3-2 win. You guys were both a factor in these games. Uh, Trevor, you had the game-winning goal in both of those games. And Alex, a three-point afternoon for you on Sunday. Uh, walk us through what this, what this last week has done for the Solar Bears heading into the, what is going to be ultimately the final quarter of the regular season. Um, no, I mean, it was big for us. Um, I think things are starting to click for us, uh, especially at home. I know we wouldn't have the best record at the start of the year, but, you know, we've picked it up. I think we're 7-1 and one in our last eight. But, uh, no, it's good. We have a big test coming up, and it's nice to get things rolling in the right direction. And Trevor, for you, I mean, you've just been going gangbusters filling the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. The guys told me to shoot a little more, and I think I took their advice. Uh, it's worked out. Um, but I think, like, Alex said, as a whole, our, our, our team is kind of finding, finding the tracks, especially at home here. And, uh, you know, we really like our group in that, in that locker room. It's a, it's a fun group, and uh, we're a determined group. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, uh, just because playing at the Amway Center, it's probably the crown jewel of the ECHL, uh, one of the top modern buildings in the league. When you have a, a packed crowd on a, a weekend night in particular, it's particularly a, a really fun environment, at least from my end. I'm sure for you guys down on, on ice level, it's something else altogether. Uh, but certainly it's an NBA-caliber facility. It's the home of the Orlando Magic. So for the Solar Bears, there is that challenge of having to load in and load out after every game. You don't have that luxury of, of being the, the anchor tenant, if you will, uh, of the building, whereas you know some other buildings – for instance, down Hurt, down in Astero Hertz Arena, where the Everblades play, they can transfer very easily between the practice rink, which is attached to the facility, uh, and to the game rink. Whereas you guys, there is that that bit of a challenge. Does that factor into perhaps some of the, the team's uh, struggles at the start of the year, or how, how did thing how have things picked up for you guys, or why do you think things are starting to pick up on home ice? Uh, I just think having confidence in in the players you're playing with. You know, you come in, you you meet a new group, and it's kind of tough getting to know uh, what kind of players you're playing with, what kind of people you're you know hanging out with, and it's 
Um, like I said, it's been a pretty easy transition for us. Obviously, a lot of transactions. The team's changed quite a bit since the start of the year. But like I just said, I think uh, we're gelling together pretty good, and I think that makes things a whole lot easier. Well, you two have been relative mainstays with the team, uh, barring a couple of injuries uh, at various points in the year. But for the most part, you guys have been here since day one of the season. So uh, what has that change been like? It seems that everyone is certainly pulling the same rope now as the team heads into the final quarter of the regular season. Go ahead. You, uh, <laughs> um, no, I just think, again, like the start of the year, no one's really comfortable. You know, you don't, it's not that you don't have a bond with the guy next to you, but just over the course of the year, the road trips and just the time you spend with guys, you know, you get that bond. And I think it just shows on the ice with trust. And well, One thing, uh, coming from college, you spend the four years with the same same guys, so it's pretty easy to determine what kind of guys they are and, you know, what kind of group you're going to be. And they kind of said, you know, pros going to be different. There's going to be guys different ages, um, guys a lot older than you, guys a lot younger than you. But really, I haven't seen much of a change this year with the Solar Bears. It's been, we keep reiterating it, but the group in, in that locker room, it's it's a fun group and it feels like a family. And that's not often talked about in pro hockey. So. You guys talked about the the bus trips and a lot of time to bond. So this is something we brought up in the first episode. We had uh, Corbin Bose and Alexander Kukali, and we talked a little bit about some of the the bus trips that we've had this season. And Trevor, for one of the younger guys on the team, one of the rookies on the team, you are always at the forefront of leading some of these hypothetical discussions (laughs) on the buses before and after games and I got to say it keeps me entertained at the front of the bus when I'm busy trying to work it's a little bit distracting I'll admit but I I get a a chuckle here and there Uh, I think Corbin was uh, referring to at one point uh, you were trying to settle a hypothetical who would win uh, in a fight with Ronda Rousey or Dylan Fitz and there was a lot of discussion on the on the bus afterwards I think most guys took Ronda at the end of the day uh, so I have a hypothetical for you, and Alex, feel free to, to answer this as well. What is more intimidating, a f- and I want to make sure I get this right, what is more intimidating, one flock of duck-sized Drake Barahowskis or one Drake Barahowski-sized duck? Go. Oh, one, one Drake-sized duck for sure. I'm going to have to agree there. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, give, give, give me an explanation. Be a duck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Really, uh, yeah, I don't really know uh, an explanation. I'm just saying that's a that's a big duck coming at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the Solar Bears, uh, it's uh, it's definitely been an interesting season so far. I mean, t- talk about your experiences as a first year pro. What have been some of the challenges that you've maybe encountered? Alex, uh, you're in your second full season or third, third, full, third yeah. full, full professional season mm-hmm. uh, within the San Jose Sharks and Barracuda organization. So for you guys, different different viewpoints here. So I'm curious to, to hear what you guys, what that experience has overall been like for you. Yeah, it's uh, the start of the year was really tough for me. Um, you know, as a rookie, it's kind of hard to come in and, and affect the lineup like you truly want to because you have so many pressures of, you know, gaining the coach's trust and, you know, having the players kind of understand, like, what you do for the team. So it's kind of hard to solidify yourself in the lineup early on if you're not putting up a ton of points. Um, 
but as the season has gone on, um, doing things like blocking shots and, and hitting bodies and, and things like that, I've gained trust not only in my teammates but in the coaches, allowing me to you know, be what seems to be a big part in the lineup. So um, the big thing is just not getting complacent, um, doing what I did to get here and continue to do it. And for you, Alex, the, the last few years when you have been assigned to the ECHL, you were assigned to the Allen Americans. This year it's your first here with the Solar Bears. Uh, what has that experience like been for you now playing hockey in the southeastern United States within the South Division? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't think I'd be going coast to coast, that's for sure. But uh, I love it here. You know, the organization here is, uh, is pretty special, I think, especially for ECHL program. The rink we play at is incredible, you know, just everything in general. But... Um, Pro definitely was an eye-opener for me, a lot different than juniors, you know, a lot bigger guys, faster, Everyone, everyone's good, you know, there's there's no one you really can take advantage of on the ice, but um, this is the first year that I've really started to have fun again playing and actually getting to play and, you know, and it's it's been a good year so far and I'm excited to see what we can do for the rest of the year. Well, let's talk a little bit about that and go a little bit further back into your playing careers because you guys both went through different routes. You, Trevor, of course, played at the University of North Dakota. You played your major junior hockey in the Western Hockey League with the Portland Winterhawks. So what ultimately led to, to that decision? I'm sure you guys had various reasons for, for choosing to, to go those particular routes. So, Trevor, why don't we start with you or, or I'll or start. Alex? Yeah, sure, I'll go. Uh, well, growing up in Minnesota, uh, high school hockey is kind of a big thing and really you don't hear about the WHL and the OHL and the, you know the major junior leagues and you, to be honest you don't really hear about the USHL or you know the NA or anything like that it's you think you're growing up playing high school hockey going to college and then possibly going to pro and uh, that was a different fate for me once uh, once I got to my senior year um, I ended up getting injured so I didn't have a commitment right out of high school um, was drafted in the USHL by Green Bay, went there, had you know an okay first season, ended up getting traded to Sioux City, and uh, got to play with Jake Gensel, who's with the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins now, and that's a pretty good line mate to have. He made things pretty easy for me, and then uh, that second, or at the end of that first year, uh, was when I committed to North Dakota. And um, obviously, going to North Dakota, you're you're battling for a spot every single day and I think that that's helped me in the pro ranks too um, like I said you're not given anything you got to come come to work every single day in practice and uh, you know show what you can do and it was tough the first couple of years I you know didn't really have it um, my speed wasn't quite there and um, like I said at North Dakota there's a lot of NHL draft picks and guys that uh, you know teams are invested in that they want to give a shot to and you know it, it, it was tough, but eventually I, uh, I got a chance my junior year and I um, started getting my confidence and uh, unfortunately didn't make the tournament uh, the last year, but ended up playing in South Carolina for eight games. Um, and then uh, Drake gave me a call this summer and asked me to come play. I said, absolutely. And, of course, during your time in North Dakota, you did manage to come away with a national title in yeah. 2016. You played down here in Tampa. What was that experience like? That was unbelievable. That was uh, that's a group of guys we still t you know talk to every single day. Um, just the group chat ends up get, getting fired up and uh, some good memories. But um, as far as winning that national championship, that was uh, 
words words can't really describe it. it like I said we had a really fun group but we had you know 10 guys that have played NHL games on that team so it, it was it, it came pretty easy to us um, and it was uh, it was fun the whole ride so and Alex, for you, as we said, you went a different route. You went the major junior route. So what considerations uh, factored into that? Uh, you played for yourself a pretty storied program in and of itself in the Portland Winterhawks. Mm. Yeah, you know, growing up, again, like Oli said, college was like the only way to go. Uh, but I was playing AAA in Omaha, and Portland came up and ended up, they said, we listed you. And I was like, okay, I don't, like, I didn't even know what the WHL was at this time. And I did a little more research. They brought me out, just 10,000 screaming fans at the game, you know, and it was just like, I want to play here. And. I was very fortunate to play on the team that I did. We had very good teams when I was there, and you know, and it. I think the only difference between college and juniors would be uh, just the game schedule. I think the game schedule of, of major juniors is a little more similar to pro, which can be an easier transition, I think. But other than that, I was fortunate to play on some good teams and. Well, you and I, uh, we, we talked about this back in December when the team held its teddy bear toss leading up to it. Uh, you yourself scored a teddy bear toss goal in your junior days with Portland, and we talked a little bit about the celebration that followed, and one fan threw a giant uh, ear, ear of corn, of corn yeah. a yeah. giant stuffed ear of corn onto the ice uh, rather than a, a teddy bear or a stuffed puppy or mm-hmm. cat or elephant mm-hmm. or some any animal. They threw an ear of corn. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever have a chance to, to follow up with that person or f- figure out who threw it to you? Or? Yeah, actually, we uh, we ended up taking pictures with with the people who threw it after. We, they still had the ear of corn. Uh, they got it back, actually. Uh, they thought it was pretty special <laughs> that I caught it. But yeah, I remember I remember skating around the glass and I saw a huge, just a huge stuffed animal come and I ended up grabbing it and noticing it was an ear of corn. I was like, it's not a teddy bear, but we'll take it. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So, for for you guys. There's always these routines, these adjustments that you, you make through, throughout your game preparation. And I'm always kind of curious to find out what is that normal game day routine like. So for you guys, for a 7 o'clock game, I mean, walk us through your day. You wake up, you get out of bed. What happens afterwards? Well, we're, uh, we're roommates, so mm-hmm. we have pretty similar schedules. But uh, like you said, wake up. Uh, make our trip down to Amway for a morning skate. Um, out there for probably 35, 40 minutes. Uh, I personally jump in the cold tub just quickly, uh, try and rejuve the legs a little bit. Need all the help I can get. And then uh, me and Chewy take off. We go to first watch before every game, every home game. So I get a routine. Yeah, yeah, I get the same thing every single time. I get a uh, farmhouse skillet with one large chocolate chip pancake. <laughs> I, I, I have kind of an itch for chocolate, so I enjoy that. And then uh, then it's just home, and usually I take anywhere from an hour, hour and a half nap, whatever, depending. I just set my alarm, and whatever time I fall asleep, I fall asleep. And then uh, head, head back down to the uh, Amway Center. I jump in the cold tub again. Um, we have our meetings with the coaches, power play PK team meeting and then uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge soccer player before the game so uh, that usually gets pretty uh, that's pretty eventful uh, to get a nice sweat in and then uh, get my gear on I don't do mu- I don't do much but uh, you know it's pretty pretty similar every single time well you guys are roommates so I have to ask who's the messier roommate oh 
Uh, that probably me. I, I'm pretty messy too. No, though. probably me though. You clean up more than I do. I, I guess yeah. my room is pretty messy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think most guys' rooms. Uh, I shouldn't even say that because some guys are neat freaks, but um, I would say we're pretty similar in the messy department. He probably cleans up more than I do. Do you guys cook a lot of meals together? Who's the better cook? Uh, he's the better cook. I, I rarely yeah. cook. I. We don't. Yeah, we tr- we cook a little bit, not too often. Yeah. What's your specialty then? Oh gosh, I don't know. Just any kind of chicken and rice pasta. Keep it simple. Simple. Yeah. All right. I'm more of a craft dinner guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, why am I not surprised? Just two two polite guys from from North Dakota and Minnesota. That doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> so, in any case, uh, so we talked about your game day preparation for like a seven o'clock game Sunday afternoon. The Solar Bears got that three two win over Greenville. It's a 1.30 afternoon start, So, and you're at home, you're not on the road. After the game wraps, I mean, you've got the whole evening ahead of you. What do you guys do, do you, to, to wind down? Do you go out for dinner? Do you go home and watch some TV? What's on your net, net, Netflix queue, or what are you guys watching? Um, no, yesterday after the game, uh, Ole's parents were in town, so we got a bite with them after, and then we usually go home, play a little bit of video games, you know, wind down for the night. Cool. Fortnite's a big thing in our household. Mm-hmm. So me, me that, Chewy, and Brodzinski. That's a continuation, I think, of last week. Uh, Thompson brought up the, the fact that you guys are kind of the, the A squad of yeah. the <laughs> Fortnite contingent here in the Solar Bears locker room. So is that a safe assessment that you guys are probably the best players on the team? Yeah, we're yeah. A squad. Yeah. yeah, I don't have any shame in saying that. I think <laughs> we're A squad, yeah. So what do you think separates you from the rest of the pack? Oh, boy. I think just our chemistry. Yeah. We we play together all the time, so it's pretty simple to us. Um, we try and get uh, a fourth guy will jump in with us every once in a while. It kind of changes between Monfredo and Fry, and uh, Tom will join us every once in a while, and he's a he's a good time to play with, but he's not the best player. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think just the amount that we play makes us the best. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So beyond that, I mean, what else do you guys do to pass the time besides video games? You guys are young. You're in Orlando. I mean, you've had roughly several months of being down here. What are some of the some of the attractions? What are some of the sites that you guys have been able to see? What do you still have yet to cross off on your Orlando bucket list? Uh, I mean, I've been around to the Disney parks. We've got to see around there. I know we've been talking. We want to start golfing here more uh, during the week. So hopefully that. We uh, we got uh, Chewy got his club sent down, but he didn't have a bag for him. Yeah. How does he, that happen? I just had a, bo- a just a brown box. That's it with my club. So we finally found. Oli had an extra bag, so now we're set. Yeah. Now we're good to go. And then uh, we told ourselves we got to get out at least once a week down the stretch here. So. Mm-hmm. So I know you guys haven't had a chance to go out golfing at the frequency that you like. Who would you say is probably the best golfer on the team? If you had to guess. Oh, I don't know. Oli played high school, so. Really? I haven't seen yeah. him play yet, but I've heard good things. I, 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 I just swing as hard as I can. <laughs> Happy Gilmore style? <laughs> no, no, I, I used to be really good at it, actually. <laughs> I used to wind that thing up. But, uh, no, my putting's terrible. I can't putt. But I can my driver, my irons, I can get to the green, but my putter's just terrible. So are you like a big Masters junkie? Do you follow like the PGA oh, yeah. Tour at all? Oh, yeah. So who's your favorite? Uh... Well, I mean, it was Tiger for the longest time, but uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, uh, Ricky Fowler is really fun to watch. I'm I'm a big golf guy. Okay. Yeah. Phil Phil 
got on my good side there for a bit, but uh, I'm a lifelong Tiger fan, so it's, it's kind of hard to root for him. Fair enough. You know, I never got into golfing myself. I've been down here in Orlando for four years. I think I've only gone golfing maybe two, gosh, three times. I don't even own my own set of clubs, so I got some catching up to do. <laughs> you got to take advantage of the warm weather. We're from up north. We that's can't true. do it year long. You can only really do it during the summer. Yeah. And I think it's the summer that's technically the considered the bad season down here. It's during the winter months where it's like prime yeah. prime time for golfing. So. Yeah. What, what about you? I mean, were you enjoying much golfing in North Dakota when uh, you were growing up? Grow, uh, growing up, no. I mean, the summers, we, we always had... Uh, uh, at the country club, like we all had our family. What was it? What, what, what was membership. It? Yeah, membership. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> blanking. Uh, but yeah, we had a membership, so we obviously golfed as a family a lot. My little brothers like to golf a lot, so in the summers we try to get out there a couple times a week. But as of watching, I don't. I don't really watch too much golf, personally. I'm a Tiger fan, though. Yeah. Yeah. Big Tiger fan. Yeah. Right. Gotta so, be. He's. Yeah. You, see you just a gotta, shot you gotta out of be. The sand yeah. The day? Oh, oh, it was unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it, it's funny just because it, that just seems to be the thing with hockey players. The, outside of the rink, the one thing they're always glued to the TV for watching when it comes time to like watch any sporting event, it's golf. Yeah, well, I don't know. Why is it? Is it just relaxing? Or? It might be the calming demeanor. Just, yeah. you know, coming from a, the ice sheet where you're skating 100 miles an hour, hitting everything that moves. Like, I think it's just, just nice to lay back, relax, and watch a couple good golf shots for, for me it's a struggle like I'd rather just you know sit outside and, and, and read a book or something but really yeah, just, I, just come on I know I know I know uh, I gotta I gotta get I gotta work on my golf game yeah you do so what, what about the beaches have you guys seen been to any of the beaches here in, Orla- in Orlando or on the Atlantic or the Gulf Coast uh, I've been to Daytona down here it was down there for a day it was really nice beautiful really what'd you like most about it um, the big bridge that's out there with Ferris wheel and stuff on there. We went out there and ate. I don't even know the a pier. Yeah, the pier. Yeah, For, Bubba Gump. I'm pretty sure is the restaurant on there, maybe or something like that. But it's pretty good. Yeah. Maybe not Bubba Gumps, but I have I haven't made it to the beach. Yeah, not a big beach not, guy. Yeah, I get burnt really easily. Yeah, as you can it. see, we're pretty we're pretty you know pale. Yeah, and it's pretty tough when we go outside. I could literally go outside for 20 minutes. In the sun, I'll burn bright red lobster, yes. like horrible. It'll peel the next day, and I'll be just as wet as I was before. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's yeah, awful. I feel you there. We gotta, we gotta get you guys. Um, we gotta get you guys acclimatized to to the Florida weather. I think and climate, so too. So. I think I need to be outside seven minutes without any tanning oil each day for a week, and then I can just bump it up from there. Maybe I'll get a base going. There you go. Is that the thing? I don't know. I don't even know. I'm not I even like at, a big fan. Look at tan. me. Do I look like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to getting out in the sun? No, no not at all. Cooped up in a rink all the time. Um, so the Solar Bears, big test this week. We'll, we'll wrap things up. Solar Bears take on the Everblades Wednesday at home, on the road, down in Estero on Friday, back to the Amway Center on Saturday. Uh, Florida has been – it's been a hard-fought series between Orlando and Florida this entire season each team's got three wins so far against the other uh what's the focus heading into into this week's set of games uh i think we know how good of a team they are uh they're skilled they're fast they move the puck um their power plays elite um but i think the big thing is is when we when we play our game right 
you know, we stick with them. We're, we're almost the better team if we stick to our systems. Uh, we play against them well, and it's always uh, it's always a chippy match against uh, the Everblades. So uh, I think most of the guys are excited for uh, for a good challenge and a uh, fun weekend. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, going on the weekend, I think it's going to be uh, special teams. It's going to be a big part of the weekend in, in some of the games. Like you said, we're 3-3 three and three with them, and they are a very good team. So... Uh, but yeah, I think special teams are a big key here, so we need to, we need to step it up. Yeah. And then afterwards, you guys, we all head up to St. John's, Newfoundland for a big week against the Growlers. Orlando saw them uh, for a little bit back in November and split that series as well. That's a team that's kind of running away with their division right now. What makes them such a formidable team? Kind of really very similar to uh, Florida. They're, they're quick. They move that puck so well. Um, you know they have discipline F3 that finds the open areas, and if you don't, uh, if you're not uh, sharp in the D zone, uh, they're going to put it in the back of the net. And like uh, Chewy said, specialty teams are huge, uh, especially down the stretch here. And and Newfoundland has been known to have a really good power play, uh, one that moves the puck really well. So both uh, these next couple of weeks, our PK has to do a job, and uh, our power play has to step up too. Well, best of luck to you guys uh, heading into this week's set of games. Uh, Solar Bears will wrap it up here. Are back in action Wednesday night for a wind down Wednesday at the Amway Center. They take on the Florida Everblades. Head down to Estero on Friday and then back at the Amway Center on Saturday night for Military Appreciation Night presented by Hunter Vision. It's going to be a good one for your tickets. Make sure you visit OrlandoSolarBearsHockey.com. Visit Ticketmaster.com and the Amway Center box office. Guys, it's been uh, fun to have you on here on the latest episode of the podcast. So until next time, I'm Jesse Liebman, and this has been Episode 3 of the Orlando Solar Bears podcast. <laughs>